the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Homebuyer. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he expects to bring a relief bill to the Senate floor by Sunday evening. Bicameral discussions on another major pandemic rescue package continued all night and this morning. We're winnowing down the remaining differences. I believe I can speak for all sides when I say I hope and expect to have a final agreement nailed down in a matter of hours. Assistant Health and Human Services Secretary Admiral Brett Girard says health officials are monitoring the new strain of the virus that has emerged in England. We don't know that it's more dangerous, and very importantly, we have not seen a single mutation yet that would make it evade the vaccine. I can't say that won't happen in the future, uh, but right now it looks like the vaccine should cover everything that we see. He was appearing on ABC's This Week. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager sees more nonsense over COVID. They're now saying that even with the vaccine, you have to wear a mask. Now, if that doesn't show you that these people are frauds medically and morally, then nothing will. They think it works 96% of the time. So for 4%, they're going to ruin the society with people hiding their faces. These are despicable human beings. Despicable. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and thank you for joining us on AM 1280 The Patriot. It's the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker coming up next, so do stick with us here on a Sunday afternoon just after 4 o'clock. Don't forget about the Stand With Israel Tour. It's more important now than ever to stand with Israel. You can do just that October 27th through November 5th with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher. It's 10 days in the Holy Land. It's the Stand With Israel Tour. See the itinerary. Get registered right now at am1280thepatriot.com. Down to 34 tonight with a chance of flurries. AM 1280, The Patriot. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. You hear the phrase a lot this time of year, happy holidays. But holidays are not always happy, particularly for guys grappling with a divorce that they didn't choose. These men need more than the help of a good lawyer. They need the hope and encouragement of a good friend. 
Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on, 952-209-2929. Online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Edina. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his way around, and so I always It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the victory hour. I'm Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. And every week at this time, 4 o'clock on 1280 AM, the Patriot... Uh, we talk politics, Israel, and the law. Smart, plain talk. That's all we'll give you. The straight facts. Not the hyperbole. Not the fake news. No, not the fake news. Uh, and also, not the uh, mainstream media pablum that we hear so often. But just, and, and, you know, not the, the statements of, uh, with emotion, but simply the facts, laying it out. So when we talk about COVID, and we talk about all the deaths related to COVID, and we talk about the public policy response, yes, based on science, but public policy decisions not made by the scientists. It is our elected officials that must make those decisions with assistance from scientists who are using science, not ignoring the numbers, but using the numbers. 
And just to bring you up to speed, next week on the Victory Hour, we'll have Powerline blog co-founder John Hinderocker on the show to talk about COVID, to talk about the China virus, and the fact that there has been much research done related to whether masks work or don't, Social distancing works or doesn't. A recent scientific research study done uh, by the Mayo Clinic used mannequins, and John Hinderocker wrote about that study that has been touted now by state public health officials. And we're going to take a look at that study. So join us next week with, again, Powerline blog co-founder John Hinderocker on the show. In a couple of weeks, we're going to have Scott Jensen on the show, Dr. Scott Jensen. He's been on the show a couple of times previously to take a look at and update the numbers as it relates to COVID-19, the China virus, coronavirus, where we're at. We'll certainly talk about the vaccines. We'll talk about Operation Warp Speed. Of course, I dare say you do not you have not seen one article in the mainstream media talking about the success of Operation Warp Speed, talking about the success of bringing a vaccine which all of the naysayers, all in the mainstream, all on the liberal left who when people say oh politics didn't enter into it, bull. It did. And it's a shame. Those on the liberal left were dead wrong, unequivocally wrong. Saying, oh, there's never going to be a vaccine. And even if there is, there's no way that this president will ever be able to deliver it or get the private sector and public sector to work together in the manner that they have to deliver it in historic record-breaking time. A vaccine. But But not only that. But now they're saying, ah, the delivery mechanisms are all going to be screwed up and it won't get out. And uh, No, it was. And it was on the exact time schedule that Donald J. Trump talked about. But does anyone give him credit for it? No, except those on the, on the far right or right. And that's not right at all. That's not correct at all. Uh, it's wrong. It should not be a political issue. And people should be giving him full credit for it. Just like they uh, they blamed him for things that were not his fault. Uh, he uh, did have a few things that, frankly, he should have done differently. Made mistakes. As you're going to do in a pandemic like this. He should take responsibility for it just like anyone else. Of course, Governor Cuomo never did. Governor Whitmer never did. Governor Walls has not. Uh, The dude out in uh, California. (laughs) How about him? All right. He hasn't taken one uh, ounce of responsibility. Yeah. It's a... It it is a... uh, It's an embarrassment is what it is. And now they're delivering the vaccine at warp speed 
uh, starting what? It was December 14th was the uh, first day. Incredible. Historic and incredible. So that's the next couple of weeks on the Victory Hour. Then later in January, uh, we're going to go back and revisit Israel and and talk about how things are doing in Israel politically and with the pandemic. We're going to talk to our reporter on the ground, yes, young Samuel Parker will be with us uh, in January as he has been traveling and uh, visiting all of the historic, the biblical sites, and will be uh, telling us about them come the new, the, the new year. And uh, later on, hopefully in January, toward the end of the month, uh, hope to have Congresswoman Angie Craig on the line, as well as Congressman uh, Dean Phillips with us. So a big set of weeks coming up for the Victory Hour. Today, we are going to have American Jewish Committee Regional uh, Director Jacob Milner with us, uh, as he will... uh, be on with us talking about anti-Semitism in 2020 in the United States. It's a shame that we are still talking about it. And unfortunately, not to draw any lines, because identity politics is something that, is, that we believe is abhorrent here on the Victory Hour. Uh, but the African-American community, in large part, has a strong anti-Semitic bent from its leaders. Now, there are many in the African-American community who are not anti-Semitic at all, not one iota, just like there are many in the Jewish community who are not racist. So you cannot paint with a broad brush when you're talking about such issues. However, the leadership of the black community openly makes anti-Semitic comments. And it's unfortunate because many of the youth in the African-American community follow these leaders. And uh, it is a shame as it drives wedges and it, 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 it reduces tolerance and increases hate. We're going to talk with Jacob Milner today about the definition of anti-Semitism and about a recent study uh, that was commissioned by the American Jewish Committee as it relates to attitudes regarding anti-Semitism in the United States, both surveying the general public in the United States as well as the Jewish community. About uh, 1,100 folks were involved in the survey of the general public, non-Jews, and about 1,300 on the Jewish community uh, survey uh, were included. And it's a very interesting study. So I want to suggest to each of you listening today, as we are in this wonderful, this beautiful holiday season, Uh, To pull out your yellow pad and your number two pencil and make sure it is sharpened for this show. You can take down some of the numbers that you're going to learn 
as it'll instruct how attitudes in the United States affect and can shape the ongoing existence of the Jewish state of Israel in the Middle East, a haven of social justice and civil rights, a haven of democracy, freedom, liberty, and truth in the Middle East, and a great ally of the United States. So if it isn't sharp, you got your sharpener right there with the crank. Get her going. Get her rolling. Sharpen her up with that yellow pad and jot this down. 651-289-4488. Give us a call. We're live. We'll be back right after this short break. Oh, night divine. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Hi, this is Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, my company is the only free service of its kind that provides you with detailed competitive quotes on window, siding, and roofing installs from multiple local contractors after just one short meeting with me. I really wanted to thank all the Patriot listeners who worked with me to improve their homes this year. Some of you have already received big-name window quotes and saved thousands of dollars through my three quotes. I cannot stress enough to call me if you had a window bid that nearly gave you a heart attack. With the best pricing in the Twin Cities and zero pressure, we'll get that heart rate back to normal. For roofing, I can use satellite imaging and measurements to get you three competing quotes, whether it's storm damage or just an upgrade. Don't wait. Winter is the time to have me check it out, making sure we secure a spring installation date. Windows and siding, however, are installed all winter long, typically saving my clients even more money. So set an appointment today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. 
For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. Dark early as it is each year at this time. The sun is always out during the holidays, and we should all remember everything that we have great have to be grateful for and and to uh, give gratitude. Listen, uh, tomorrow, December twenty one. Is the short shortest day of the of, of daylight of the entire year? It is the winter solstice. I call it the beginning of summer because every day thereafter is longer, more light. So think about it. How uplifting is that? The beginning of summer tomorrow. Winning. Wow. <laughs> That's right. So if you ever get down over the next many weeks as the winter drags on, think about the fact that we are climbing from tomorrow forward towards summer. Indeed, we are, uh, yes, it's the Victory Hour, Politics, Israel, and the Law, and today we are going to talk about anti-Semitism. Uh, not in Europe, where it is running rampant. Not in the Arab world, where it has run rampant for decades upon decades. And uh, uh, Jews have been thrown out for the millennia from uh, many of the uh, Arab countries in this world, uh, as well as many other countries. No, we're talking about anti-Semitism here in the United States. And uh, there is a working definition of anti-Semitism, which has been developed first by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance uh, and is being trotted around country upon country to adopt this uh, definition. It is uh, basically a description of, of anti-Semitism in its various forms, including Holocaust denial, which certainly is, including prejudices against Jews, which is the classic form of anti-Semitism, but also it includes the denial of Israel's right to exist, the single and only Jewish state in the entire world, and the denial of its right to to exist is an anti-Semitic view Uh, that is uh, taken certainly when you add to the fact that Israel is the homeland of the Jewish people uh, for thousands of years, and it has now just been reestablished 
in the last uh, 70-some-odd years. We are joined now by Director of AJC's Minneapolis-St. Paul Regional Office. The Regional Director is an Associate Director in the Department of Regional Offices for the American Jewish Committee, Jacob Milner. Jacob served as the, yes, indeed, good friend, and he served as the Midwest Regional Director and Senior Policy Analyst for the Israel Project uh, and uh, has been a longtime student of Israel, Israel issues, the American or the U.S.-Israel relationship, and we are honored to uh, have Jacob Milner join us on the Victory Hour from the American Jewish Committee uh, here today. Jacob, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, Andy. No doubt. Uh, we're talking today uh, about the recent survey of anti-Semitism done by the American Jewish Committee here in the United States. Tell us a little bit about the survey, why it was conducted now, and and uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the results. Absolutely. And Andy, I want to thank you for having me on the show today to talk about this groundbreaking survey. Uh, you've uh, you've lightened my mood because now I view Christmas and New Year's as being in the summer. Apparently, you've you've turned everything around for me. That's so, right. The beginning of summer. That. We're marching toward it, baby. <laughs> We're marching toward it. I, I agree. You know, it's all up from here. Um, so two years ago, after or um, after the Pittsburgh shooting, um, so a few years ago, uh, AJC was interested in figuring out what the general attitudes of American Jews were toward anti-Semitism, how American Jews were feeling. There's been an obvious uptick for anybody who's paid any attention to the news. Uh, in the past few years, culminating with a number of violence attacks, Pittsburgh, Poway, Jersey City, Muncie, to name a few. Uh, so two years ago, in, in 2019, we released a survey uh, detailing American Jewish attitudes toward anti-Semitism. And uh, as you might expect, the results were not good. They were depressing, and they showed uh, what we all suspected, which was a, uh, a bad state of affairs in this country. Uh, so on the, uh, this year... Uh, we released another survey, which, again, details American Jewish attitudes, but we also uh, wanted to see what the general American population thinks about anti-Semitism. So we did two surveys uh, and a comparison between the two. Uh, and as you would expect, um, there's, uh, there's some good news and some bad news, <laughs> and some bad news in, in the surveys. Uh, but the, the top-line takeaway is certainly that anti-Semitism is uh, persistent in this country, and uh, it's getting worse, and that's recognized by both the Jewish and non-Jewish communities. Yeah, and, you know, before we uh, dig into this uh, deeper, which I, which I want to do with you, uh, Jacob, uh, I want to read for everyone the full text of um, the uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance's definition of anti-Semitism so that we're, we're on the same page as to what it is. Anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews which may be expressed as hatred toward Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed toward Jewish 
or non-Jewish individuals and or their property toward Jewish community institutions and religious facilities. And again, as I said before, it can include and take the form of Holocaust denial, prejudices against Jews, and the denial of Israel's right to, to exist. I, I dare say that uh, uh, Ilhan Omar uh, comes close to being three for three in that, uh, in that categorization. I don't think she's reached the Holocaust uh, denial point yet. Um, so with that definition of anti-Semitism, Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you? What did you find when? What did the AJC find when they went out on a survey of the general public? And you know, I, I want to talk about a few of the uh, question and answer percentages in a, in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But what did they find in the comparison between the Jewish community and the general public? Well, it's a very fascinating. It's a, it was a fascinating. Uh, discovery. But I will say before we move into this uh, regarding the IHRA Holocaust definition, uh, I just want to say that AJC uh, was uh, involved in the original drafting and still uh, still maintains a very uh, strong presence in uh, helping countries adopt the definition. I believe uh, 28 countries, 28 or 30 countries, more than two dozen have now adopted that definition of anti-Semitism. And those are countries uh, from Europe to Latin America and um, a number of international bodies have also adopted the definition as well. So it's actually it's it's really good to see uh, that taking shape. It's been it's been a good uh, development in the past few years. Um, to get to the survey, um, what we find is that anti-Semitism, as I said, is persistent and definitely worsening in this country. Among the Jewish community, for example, 90 percent or 88 percent, nine and ten Jews view it as a serious or somewhat serious problem. Um, that right there should, should, should pretty much tell you everything you need to know, that we live in a country where 90% of the Jews roughly view anti-Semitism as, as, as a significant threat. Uh, that's very disturbing, I would, I would, I would say. Uh, moreover, we see differences, if you want to talk about you know, some serious differences, between the Jewish community and the general population as a whole. For example, uh, while 90% of the Jewish community views anti-Semitism as a problem today, only about 60% of the general population views it as a problem today. And a third of the general population of the, Amer- of the American population does not view it as, as a threat. Uh, so there are, again, huge divergences in what uh, on the actual state of anti-Semitism in the United States today. I think that, for me, is, is a huge top-line takeaway. The other big takeaway, and I think this is important, uh, especially for the Jewish community to understand in this country, is that about half of Americans don't know what anti-Semitism is. Right. Uh, the, survey, the survey showed about a quarter of Americans have never heard of the term anti-Semitism, and another quarter have heard the term but don't know what it means. Um, so you and I sit here and talk about it, and I know uh, with our friends and people we, we talk about and work with, we all know what it is, but I think we have to pull back a little bit and recognize that we might need even a more basic level of education for a lot of our fellow Americans to help, to help them understand what anti-Semitism means. 
We're going to take a quick break, uh, but uh, we're talking with Jacob Milner of the from the American Jewish uh, Committee. Uh, we're going to talk on the other side of this break with Jacob about uh, the work that the American Jewish Committee uh, does and then turn back to the survey that they recently did and assess it in terms of whether folks believe that the far-right extremists are more anti-Semitic or whether the far-left progressive extremists are more anti-Semitic under the uh, definition of the uh, Holocaust Realliance uh, definition of uh, anti-Semitism that has now been adopted by between 28 and 30 countries around the world. So make sure to stay with us as we continue this interesting discussion of anti-Semitism in the United States. And while we're on this short break, go to ParkerDK.com where you will find uh, what is often referred to as an award-winning website, a fantastic tool to learn more about Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm downtown Minneapolis. We'll be right back. To say Merry Christmas to you. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades, and if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. 
Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir Yes, it's been a difficult year. And folks dressed up like as But you hear Nat King Cole at this time of year. A turkey Sing, singing about snow. chestnuts roasting. Help to make and you can't help but smile. And you can't help but have it bring warmth to your heart. So that's what we bring you on the Victory Hour. Yes, indeed, warmth to your heart. And... Uh, At this time of year, appropriately so, even during a difficult year such as 2020, we will soon be turning the page, by the way. And I won't be shy about saying, and whether it was Joe Biden, Barack Obama, or Donald Trump who uh, delivered this, or at least was in the White House and took action regarding it, I will not be shy about saying thank you. President of the United States, for delivering in an historic fashion vaccines against this horrific China virus that we are all facing. Thank you, Mr. President, uh, for bringing together the private and public sector to attack this vicious enemy. And thank you for Operation Warp Speed to make sure it is delivered by use of the military, public delivery sources, private delivery sources, so that to make sure that it is delivered in the fastest possible fashion, never seen before in U.S. history, in order to defeat uh, this vicious enemy. Thank you. It's not said enough. We are talking today with uh, Jacob Milner, Associate Regional Director for the American Jewish Committee. And Jacob, thank you again for being with us uh, on the Victory Hour as we talk about the recent survey of uh, the AGC. Jacob, tell us a little bit about the American Jewish Committee, uh, how long it's been around, and then maybe give a little information where people can go to even pull up the survey and take a look at it. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. So the American Jewish Committee is one of the oldest uh, Jewish institutions in the United States. Uh, we have been around, actually, since 1906, yeah. so 114 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are one of the, uh, the old, as they call them, legacy organizations. Uh, based in New York City, we have 24 U.S. regional offices, 12 overseas offices, including a transatlantic office uh, institute in Brussels, uh, recently, we opened an office in Warsaw, Poland, um, and we have 37 uh, partnerships with uh, Jewish communities around the world, on every continent. Uh, what separates us, I think, from other or similar organizations is the scope, uh, the depth, and the breadth of our uh, international work. AJC has been called the uh, State Department of the Jewish People. Um, so what we do is we focus not just on uh, the U.S.-Israel relationship, which is obviously very important to us, and uh, fighting anti-Semitism at home. Uh, but we also f- uh, focus a lot uh, on international relationships, fighting anti-Semitism abroad, uh, helping protect Jewish communities around the world, uh, helping work with countries develop better relations with Israel, uh, and also working on a tri- trilateral relations between other countries, the United States and Israel. Um, like I said, we're a large organization. We've been around for a long time, and uh, our global architecture is really second to none uh, with Jewish organizations. And is it a partisan organization? Is it Republican no. one, Democrat one, either way? No, uh, absolutely not. We are a 501c3, completely nonpartisan organization. We have uh, Democrat supporters and Republican supporters. Uh, we uh, have uh, secular Jews and Orthodox Jews and non-Jews working for us. Um, we are a completely uh, nonpartisan organization. We'll, we'll, we work with Democratic administrations and Republican administrations uh, alike. We, we like bipartisan legislation on the Hill, um, and we, uh, we try to be as bipartisan and even-handed as possible. We will call out Republicans and we'll call out Democrats. We'd have no qualms about doing, uh, doing either. And we'll praise Democrats and Republicans uh, when they do the right thing as well. And uh, is, um, is, it, is David Harris still the, uh, the executive director there? He is indeed the executive director. He just celebrated his 30th yeah. uh, anniversary as executive director. You know, when I started to get involved heavily uh, in APAC, he was just taking the helm at uh, at the AJC, and uh, he has just been, I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge, first off, plus a very persuasive guy, and uh, has just been an outstanding leader uh, of the AG, AJC all these years. What is Absolutely. the... Absolutely. He has, uh, yeah, he is, he, he's definitely a special... Uh, uh, you know, once-in-a-generation type talent, and we've been lucky to have him. What is the policy position of the AJC on the Abraham Accords and the recent peace treaties uh, that Israel has had with its Arab neighbors in terms of uh, what have we learned from how you gain peace uh, with, between Israel and its Arab neighbors? Completely supportive. It's a huge win, Uh in, for diplomacy, the Abraham Accords. In fact, David Harris uh, and Jason Isaacson, who's uh, one of our chief policy 
uh, guys in D.C. were both at the White House for the signing of the Abraham Accords a few months ago. Uh, completely supportive of it, uh, and it really shows uh, how Israel is being normalized in the Arab world and around the world. Uh, AJC has been doing work uh, with a number of these countries in the Gulf for decades, and we've written a number of pieces on it uh, regarding AJC's work with, the, in, with Gulf states and Morocco for, 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 for decades. Um, so, and we're actually planning on opening an office in the UAE next year, I believe. Uh, so we, we're completely supportive of it, and it shows uh, that the paradigm of the Middle East or the paradigm to, for peace in the Middle East has really shifted that countries are more willing to accept Israel, countries are willing to accept Israel out in the open, I think is the important thing, because as you know, Andy, diplomacy and and discussions between Israel and these Arab countries have been going on for quite a long time. They've just been under the radar. Uh, So doing this in the absence of a Palestinian peace agreement, uh, I think is a big step in the right direction of um, hopefully applying pressure on the Palestinians, but also showing the Israelis that uh, the Arab world is, uh, there with open arms and willing to be uh, a useful a useful player in the Middle East. You know, very good point, Jacob. Uh, many have said uh, this is only happening because of the fear that these uh, Sunni Arab nations have of the uh, Iranian regime. Uh, but that's ju- that's just not true. That that is ignorance and it's deflection of the reality that these Arab countries uh, believe that it is beneficial uh, to them to have normalized relations with the government of Israel due to economic reasons, uh, due to innovation reasons, and due to diplomatic strategic reasons, all uh, in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a secondary byproduct, uh, the uh, situation... Uh, that exists with Iran. I want to turn back to the uh, survey when we come back from this short break, and I want to talk about two things. Number one, uh, what the survey showed in terms of uh, Democrat and Republican, far right and far left, not mainstream, but far right and far left uh, views of anti-Semitism, and what the survey showed regarding the BDS movement, the Destroy Israel movement, the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanction movement. We're joined by Jacob Milner, Associate Regional Director of the American Jewish Committee, who's talking about a recent anti-Semitism survey done by the AJC. You can go to AJC.org to find that survey, and we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about the survey. Until then... Go to parkerdk.com and give us a call if we have time. We'll get you on the air, 651-289-4488, 651-289-4488. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. 
Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand. And it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Visit SalemNow.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20%. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. We are back. It's the Victory Hour with Bing Crosby and Nat King Cole bringing you smiles because what can you do but smile? And it is, uh, well, it's not a white Christmas here in Minnesota. Not yet, at least. But uh, you can feel it. You can feel it. It's right around the corner. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Andrew Parker. It's the Victory Hour, and every Sunday, 4 o'clock, 1280 a.m., the Patriot brings you politics, Israel, and the law. And in a few weeks, we're going to have our reporter on the ground, 
direct live from Israel, young Samuel Parker will be joining us on the Victory Hour, where we will hear more about what is happening in Israel uh, with lockdowns, with vaccine, uh, Bibi Netanyahu. Uh, had his first dose of the vaccine the, just a couple of days ago. And uh, in a few weeks, uh, we'll get a report from Sam Parker on that. We'll, we'll also uh, get a report on some of the biblical sites as he's been traveling the country and some of those sites that I know many of you want to go and visit. He'll give you a bird's eye view of uh, whether you can go there, how it feels, and what you can expect. Today we're joined by Jacob Milner, Regional Director of the uh, American Jewish Committee, and uh, we're talking about a survey done by AJC on anti-Semitism. Jacob, again, thank you for joining us on the Victory Hour, and I wanted to ask you about one of the questions that was asked on the survey of both the American Jewish uh, uh group that was asked of the uh, uh, about uh, you know of the on the survey as well as the US general public group there's about 1100,000 some odd of the general public uh, and of the American Jews there were about 1300 asked question was to what extent if at all do you think anti-semitic views are held by the democratic party and then the same question to what extent, if at all, do you think anti-Semitic views are held by the Republican Party? And it was interesting. Of course, for many decades, uh, the far right, uh, through you know, kind of the Nazi skinhead attitudes of the far right, uh, have been viewed as staunchly anti-Semitic, hearkening back actually to the Holocaust and their views of the Aryan race and the inferior Jewish uh, race and the destruction of the Jewish race. And, and that has been tied somehow to the Republican Party or to conservative ideology. And so this survey showed that the answers were, to what extent anti-Semitic views are held by the Republican Party, came back by the general public at about 52% saying a lot or some and, uh, you know, the balance, about 43%, with a few said, I don't know, but about 43% saying not much or not at all. And it was kind of flipped as it related to the Democratic Party, a lot or some at 42% and about 54% not much or not at all. Jacob, what are your thoughts on that, and, and what do you uh, attribute that to? And frankly, I think it's a pretty big number for... The, that many people to think the Democratic Party has anti-Semitic views with their liberal and, and, and tolerant sort of uh, messaging is not liberal or tolerant at all, what they're espousing. Well, I think a few, a few top-line takeaways are that Jews really do see anti-Semitism on the, the far right, the far left. Uh, they see it on both sides. And if you look at what the Jewish community, for example, thinks, uh, they, similar to the general population, but they, to even in more degree, see um, threats of anti-Semitism coming from the left and the right. So I think that that's one important thing to take away. Um, Actually, Jacob, I, I mean, if I, I, if I can interrupt you a second, 
the yeah. reason I didn't identify the Jewish survey on this is because there are so many Jews that are staunch liberal Democrats who would never say that the Democratic Party is anti-Semitic. And in fact, here uh, came in at, what, 5% less who said the Democratic Party was. Uh, and quite a bit, uh, what, eight, 17% more of those people, of the, of the, of the Jews uh, across the board, said that the Republican uh, Party was uh, well, anti-Semitic. You know, I think that that's correct. And, you know, unsurprisingly, people who are affiliated with political parties, and as you pointed out correctly, Jews tend to vote and affiliate with the Democratic Party in this country, uh, are more likely to view the other party as holding anti-Semitic views. Um, but I think you get to a, a, a good question in regarding uh, the Democratic Party. Um, is, and if you look at another question we asked, which was uh, regarding views toward Israel, how the general population views those, uh, views those questions. You know, we asked three questions of both the Jewish community and the and the general population. And the first question, which is really a question of anti-Zionism, uh, was Israel has no right to exist. If that, is that anti-Semitic or is that uh, not anti-Semitic? And not surprisingly, 85% of Jews uh, said that that was an anti-Semitic statement. Uh, I will say the one piece, uh, a piece of good news that came out of this survey is that Three-quarters of Americans, the general population, also views that as anti-Semitic. Uh, so there's at least some agreement on these baseline questions. Uh, but to answer your question, um, regarding the Democratic Party, I think that Jews see some of the rhetoric that comes out of the far left wing of the party, not the mainstream of the party, but the hard left of the party, uh, as problematic and directly uh, you know, reaching some of these. You know, If you look at some of the questions we asked about Israel's right to exist, we also ask the question here as, um, does the U.S. government only support Israel because of Jewish money? Uh, 84% of American Jews viewed that statement as anti-Semitic. Uh, so when you see occasionally members of the Democratic Party uh, making statements like that, as we've seen on social media, uh, that, raises the, uh, that raises the eyebrows and the spidey sense of the Jewish community, and they see that as anti-Semitic, rightly so. Uh, so it's, I think, important to kind of put that into context when talking about how uh, the Jewish community certainly sees these, uh, these uh, views, these political parties, and the anti-Semitism that might come from both the right and the left. Very interesting. And, and Jacob, uh, we've got about a minute left. Uh, how familiar are you with the BDS movement was one of the questions that was asked. And of the general population, mm-hmm. 75% of the people out there are, are not too familiar or not familiar at all. 75% of the BDS movement. And that's a little bit concerning because the BDS movement is the destroy Israel movement, uh, effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you say about your questioning regarding uh, BDS quickly? Uh, quickly, uh, American Jews view BDS about 80% as anti-Semitic. And for those that even uh, who didn't know what BDS was, and for those who did, the general American p- consensus on BDS was over 
60% viewed it as anti-Semitic. So I'm happy to see a little bit more. Uh, I wish it were a higher number. Uh, but we view the BDS movement as an anti-Semitic movement that really does seek to destroy the, the Jewish state, as you've correctly pointed out. Uh, so fighting that and combating that in all of its forms and manifestations is, is an important uh, and a worthy goal. Jacob, thank you so much for being with us on the Victory Hour. Jacob Milner of the American Jewish Committee, go to AJC.org to read the survey. And come right back here, 4 o'clock next Sunday. We'll be joined by John Hinderocker. Until then, Merry Christmas and have a great week. And hope. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Missing the feeling of flying? Don't let travel concerns stop you. Thunderbird Aviation, located at Flying Cloud and Crystal Airports, offers scenic flights across the Twin Cities. View your home from above, fly above Lake Minnetonka, or let us know where you'd like to go. Email Thunderbird at fly at thunderbirdaviation.com or call 952-941-1212 to schedule your scenic flight today. And tune in to the World of Aviation on Sunday morning at 10 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM 1280, The 